We welcome in Corey Pronman, ESPN.com NHL prospects writer. Corey, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Um, so, I, you know, the obvious question is, how good is the draft pick Neatlander? What's his ceiling? Yeah, I, you could have argued in terms of all the fours available that he was among, if not uh, the best, in terms of pure offensive ceiling, pure offensive upside. Uh, Neilander is just a really fun, entertaining player to watch. A guy with elite puck skills, very good skating, very good uh, offensive intelligence, a guy who is the kind of player you want with the puck, guy leading the rush up the ice, gaining the entry, making stuff happen. And, I mean, you know, obviously when people, you know, look at Neilander, it's easy to see that he doesn't have the most developed frame. And when you watch him, he's not going to be the kind of guy who's going to be, you know, your team's top penalty killer or the guy making the most noise around the front of the net. But in terms of what he can do with the puck and in terms of the offensive abilities and how much he can create in terms of scoring chances, I think he's a really elite prospect. And an offensive type of prospect I don't think the Leafs had in their system for quite a long time. Corey, when you look at Nylander, is staying in Sweden or coming to the AHL better for his development this upcoming year? Uh, I would advocate going to the AHL. I, I always think that's probably the, be- the best path. Uh, you, you don't sometimes see players opt not to go there. They prefer to stay home, stay where it's comfortable, maybe make a little more money in the top Euro leagues in the AHL. But you'll, especially for a top Euro prospect, getting them over to the American League is always really important, especially if they're a player who is pro-ready like Nylander. He played very well at the pro level in the second half of the season last year and just again acclimated to the North American ice. And I think, you know, sometimes they, they land and they do really well. They, they start off and they just understand how to play like North America right away. Or then you see a guy like, such like Adam Larson in New Jersey who had uh, some significant transition transitioning these last couple of years uh, playing in North America as opposed to Europe. So I think getting him over and playing uh, in Toronto system as soon as possible is the most ideal choice. And that kind of backs into my next question of uh, how far at this point do you think Nylander is away from being able to land and stick with the big club? It's tough to say. Like uh, Towards the second half of the year, he looked outstanding. I mean, mm-hmm. he was uh, as almost as good a 17-year-old forward in the Swedish Hockey League as, as I've seen in, in a number of years. But he didn't do that all season. Uh, and I'm, I'm just talking about towards the last couple of months, including the U18 tournament, uh, where he was a top forward at that event. So I think it's it's possible he can make the team. I think that the, you know there's a maybe maybe a coincidence scenario or something close to that kind of thing where we see how he looks at camp. Uh, just because how good he looks. Uh, last season, I think it's, you know, there's a chance, but because he's so small, uh, his frame isn't ideal, he's not a perfectly well-rounded guy, you know, it's the kind of thing of, like, we'll see how he looks in the NHL right away in terms of the preseason in camp and how he can handle the physical toll that playing against these uh, much stronger, bigger players will take on him. Corey, let's do a little, um, uh, I guess, um, analysis on the draft from the year before. And so Freddie Goche is the eventual selection, uh, I guess rated as a third-line center, and it's a first-round pick. And what troubled me at the time was Detroit uh, eventually drafted right in front of the Maple Leafs and took Anthony Mantha. Now, Detroit had actually had a, a, a better pick and, and moved back, but we're still able to get Mantha, and he is considered to be a stud prospect. What do you think of what the Leafs did there? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I preferred Manta to Gauthier at the draft. I think I think Gauthier is still a pretty good player. But, yes, Manta, uh, he looked like a pretty good prospect then. I think he's developed uh, 
very well since then. He's probably elevated from a pretty good to a, a high-end prospect. I mean, those, those things are hard to foresee, but again, I think you could have made a very good argument that Manta was a better prospect at the time. Gauthier's development has been kind of interesting. Uh, I think from talking to some scouts uh, this year that there was some concern that just he kind of got worn out as the season went along. And I think you saw those offensive numbers start to dip, I think, because just because the fatigue really wore on him. And I know that's been a thing that he's been working on to make sure he has a very successful 19-year-old season. I think, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be on a dynamic score in the NHL, but I think there's at least a chance, not a great chance, but a chance. He's kind of one of those rare uh Yes, defensive-minded players who are able to be above average in the NHL due to his size, his pretty good hockey IQ. He's, he skates fine for a guy his size. So I think there's a chance. But, yes, in, in hindsight, I think you prefer a prospect like Manta to go here at the moment. Corey, a couple of Maple Leaf prospects working their way through the ranks and, and trying to get to the, the big club eventually, Matt Finn and Petter Granberg. Uh, who is going to be the better pro? Who has that better skill set, do you think, to make it and last in the NHL? I prefer Finn at the moment, but I think it's possible Granberg gets to the league first just because he's, a, he's an older player. Mm. He has AHL experience, pro experience in Sweden as well, and uh, obviously uh, he, yeah, he he's, a, I guess, a little more physically developed and seems, uh, I guess, a little closer on the depth chart. But Finn uh, progressed really well this past season. I, I think you're looking at a guy who could make plays at both ends of the rink. Uh, very good puck movers, put up big numbers almost always in the OHL these past few seasons. Uh, you know, average size, but plays the body, able to make defensive stops. Skating is kind of the only real area of concern with him, but it's gotten better. And because just Grimberg's kind of more of a, you know, a solid, uh, safe kind of defensive defenseman, not a lot of uh, skill and flash and speed to his game. So I think you look at Finn, you look at the, the tools, you think, you know, give him one, two AHL seasons, and then I think if he develops well as a pro, Toronto might really have something here. Corey Priman is our guest, ESPN.com NHL Prospects writer. So let's fast forward to June 2015. McDavid and Eichel uh, rated as the top two. Is there anybody who gets in their way? Uh, again, it's, it's August, so a lot of things happen. I remember you know, a couple of years ago, it was a Taylor Hall, John McFarland draft, and that didn't really go as planned. So, but I mean, for now, I think it'd be very unlikely if Connor got out of the one spot just because he's such a special player. Mm. Uh, players of that caliber tend to keep getting better and not get worse. So uh, I would be very surprised even a year out if he was number one. Jack, I mean, I would be somewhat surprised if he was number two uh, come June, but it's just so far away. It's tough to say. I mean, players develop in all kinds of ways over a year in terms of either maybe not progressing great or other players taking giant steps forward. We think of uh, what guys like Jonathan Huberto did. We think of guys like Tyler Sagan did their draft season. So, I mean, I can, think, I can foresee scenarios where players like Oliver Carlton or Noah Hannafin start getting into that discussion. But, again, it's just so far away. And for now, I think those two are somewhat solidified in their slots. And, and Corey, you're absolutely right as far as um, how far away the 2015 draft is. But coming in, you're doing your research, you're projecting – are there a couple of, of under-the-radar guys that you feel coming into this hockey season are going to elevate and start to turn some heads leading into that 2015 draft? Elevate to a top 10 or elevate into a first round? Mm. Uh, let's say first round. Uh, a guy I really like is Dennis Mulligan. I think uh, Switzerland has kind of 
been consistently producing top end prospects these last few years. You, you look at what Kenneth Fiala did last year, got up to the 11th overall pick after not being, I guess, a first round guy coming into the year. And I think a guy like Dennis Mulligan could do the same thing for Switzerland. He was very impressive as an underage uh, for Switzerland at the U18s. He's played at a very high level in the pro league already as a 16 year old. He's a small guy, so I don't think he's going to be on the radar immediately, but I think. He could be at the World Juniors for Switzerland and could be a guy I think could rise. Corey, thanks very much for stopping by. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, thank you.